Hey guys, and happy Tuesday to you. Welcome back to Second Wind Wisdom, and this is Danny. And this week's off to a great start because we're enjoying our first bit of fall weather, and I couldn't be happier about it. You know, in the last few episodes, I've been talking about the tendency that most of us have to think more short-term and to not pause often enough to consider the long-term consequences of some of the choices that we make every day. And I've also talked about the fact that it's not just us everyday folks that have this tendency, but that our government and even businesses can and do fall prey to short-term thinking, just like we do. So I guess you could say we're in good company. Well, in today's episode, I wanna start off by talking about the difference between tactical and strategic thinking. Tactical thinking is when we focus on a short-term action with an immediate goal, while thinking strategically involves planning for the long-term and considering the future consequences of our actions while keeping in mind the big picture in the decision-making process. So, for instance, take meal planning. Deciding what to cook for dinner tonight could very well be a tactical decision. But if you expand that out and make it part of planning a weekly or a monthly menu that aligns with your long-term nutritional goals, your dietary restrictions, and your health objectives, then you're thinking strategically. Here's another one. Deciding to set aside a portion of your monthly income for unexpected expenses. That's a smart move, but it's also a tactical move. How about if you made that part of a financial plan that includes emergency savings, but also takes into account retirement savings, investment strategies, and debt management in order to achieve long-term financial security? Now you're starting to think strategically. In both of these examples, the tactical activities were transformed into strategic endeavors by incorporating them into long-term plans and goals that had a broader perspective because we considered the bigger picture and our overall objectives. Now, I'm not saying tactical actions aren't necessary in their place. I mean, if you're standing in the road and a car's coming at you, Step out of the way. And I'm not saying that we have to treat every single aspect of our daily life as a series of strategic decisions that we have to make, but I think it's important to know the distinction between the two and to try and incorporate a little more strategic thinking into how we live our daily lives. Now, I'm gonna give you a real life example here. One that I've been dealing with that I continue to deal with and that I'll be dealing with until the day that I die. You see, I have type 2 diabetes. It runs in the family. My mom had type 2 diabetes. One of my younger sisters has it as well. And my dad developed it later in life. So we get it from both sides. Well, for my mom, it eventually led to an early death. She passed away at the age of 62 but this was after several years of dialysis, blindness due to diabetic retinopathy, the loss of some appendages because of circulatory problems, 
and being stuck in a wheelchair because she had diabetic neuropathy. So believe me when I say, I know what's at stake. And it's not a road that I really want to travel. But sometimes it's hard. And I live most of my adult life in denial. I ate what I wanted. I drank what I wanted. I didn't exercise. And slowly but surely, I got a little pudgier year after year until I ended up developing full-blown symptoms that I just couldn't ignore anymore. And it got to the point where I wasn't able to get a good night's sleep because I had to get up and pee every hour or so. And my poor feet hurt all the time. My joints were always stiff and sore, and I was always hangry. Not hungry, hangry. And my mood swings were beyond awful. And I'll be forever grateful to my chiropractor because he's the one who finally convinced me to go and get checked out. And I just need to pause right here because I know my wife is gonna listen to this episode. So I'm gonna go on the record and say that she had been on my back for years to go to the doctor. And I didn't. So anyway, it really wasn't a surprise when the doctor came back and said, hey, you got diabetes. And true to my nature, as a person with a super short attention span, all of a sudden I had a new challenge and it was almost exciting. I got online and I started doing research. I bought books and I got me a new pair of walking shoes and I bought a bicycle and a really cool Bluetooth headset so I could listen to music and podcasts while I walked. And I hit it. I hit it hard and I started losing weight and I became a vegan and I cut out all the good things in life and my blood sugar went down. And my endocrinologist nurse practitioner, well, she was impressed with how serious I was taking it and with what, what a wonderful attitude that I had. And I just, I couldn't have asked for a better cheerleader for a healthcare professional. But then the doctor came in and he looked at my lab results and he said, well, what are you doing? And I told him, and he just looked at me and he said, well, that's unsustainable. Now I have to be honest, he kind of pissed me off and he definitely hurt my feelings. I mean, why wouldn't feeling good and eating healthy be sustainable? Well, guess what, he's right. It wasn't sustainable because at the end of the day, we all want what we want and we like what we like. And even though I did a great job for about a year, it really wore me down. And over time, I started letting myself have little rewards here and there. And then cheap meals and then cheap days and then on weeks and off weeks. And I even looked at time-restricted feeding versus intermittent fasting. And I found more and more reasons all of a sudden to not walk. Oh, my feet hurt. I really don't have time today. It's too hot. The mosquitoes are bad. I mean, I've got a list of excuses I can whip out in a moment's notice. You see, the problem is that my reaction to the diagnosis was very tactical. It wasn't strategic. And that's what the doctor understood from years of experience. The fact that living with this disease is a marathon. It's not a sprint. So now, here I am, still better off than I was before being diagnosed, but definitely feeling a little defeated. I'm starting to get sluggish again. My clothes are fitting tighter and tighter. 
and I find myself justifying making poor choices because I tell myself in the back of my mind that I know what to do and I can do it anytime I want. Problem is I'm not doing it, at least not consistently. So I've got to come up with a strategy. I've got to figure out how I can have long-term success without feeling constantly deprived. I've got to strike a balance between enjoying my life and still making healthy choices more often than not. And believe me, this kind of behavior is a pattern for me. I'm like an old vinyl record. Just drop the needle in the groove and I'll sing you the same song over and over. I just got to figure out how to quit thinking about the here and now and learn how to focus on the big picture and long-term outcomes. Like I said, both approaches have their place, but the trick is to strike a balance between each one in order to make effective decisions going forward. Now, this example that I gave you concerns health, but I've made some boneheaded decisions over the years when it comes to using credit cards, impulse buys, I mean, you name it. And the only suggestion I can offer that kind of works for me is to set realistic goals. Not these big, huge, poorly defined goals, but small, measurable goals that can easily be attained. And then in sequence, they all add up and lead to whatever the end goal is. You see, I got caught up in losing weight and I switched over to a vegan diet. I cut out sugar and all refined carbs and I walked. I mean, I walked and I walked and I walked some more. In a nutshell, the name of the game was restriction. And you know, I can say, oh, I'm a vegan. I don't, I don't eat processed carbs either. But in reality, I mean, I was just denying myself the stuff that I crave. I mean, they call it comfort food for a reason. So as an example for me, I like bread and I like pasta, but I love rice. And growing up, rice was pretty much the main ingredient that most of our meals revolved around. So for me, eating it feels like going home. And I know there are low carb options for all of these things and I can eat them and I can try to convince myself that I'm enjoying them or I could plan on eating the good stuff, but only once in a while, like for special occasions or maybe plan dinners out with friends. I, I need to think beyond losing weight having a low carb day because these are both tactical things and develop a long-term system of lifestyle choices where I can accomplish my goals without feeling like I'm punishing myself daily for a quirk in my metabolism by continually having to deny myself the things that I enjoy most because I know now just like my endocrinologist knew that it's not sustainable and when I fall off the wagon, I tend to fall pretty hard. Now, I could go on and on with examples of how I've made dumb decisions because I was being short-sighted. And I'm sure you guys can probably come up with some doozies too. I think that, you know, the fact that it's just so easy today to get a quick fix, that we've just gotten into the habit of deciding as we go and not really having to plan a whole lot. I mean, some mornings it feels like I wake up and I'm at the mercy of the gods of chance circumstances. 
So I plan on slowing down and taking stock and trying to think more long-term and less about right now and see maybe where that brings me. But hey, I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. And I just want to thank you for spending a few minutes with me. And I want to remind you that I put out new episodes every Tuesday. And I would invite you to follow the podcast and maybe share it with your friends. And I welcome any feedback or suggestions that you might have. You can email me at secondwindpodcast.reply at gmail.com. And I'm looking forward to hearing from you. And I'll talk to you next Tuesday. Until then, stay well.